0: And it's Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. We're talking about the Bible this week, the Word of God. Yesterday we saw that the Lord Jesus Christ, when faced with temptation in the wilderness from the devil himself, after Jesus had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, that is, he had no food, so he was weak in the flesh, he answered every one of the devil's three temptations by what? By Scripture. By the word of God, he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Every word is important. Now, we believe we have an every word Bible. You'll not hear me when I'm preaching, correcting the Bible as I go along. Uh, How silly. (laughs) We have the preserved word of God, and I'm so thankful that I have that confidence And I'd like to talk to you today about how important that is to you and, of course, being in the good kind of church that's going to preach straight the Word of God and help you that way and nourish your spirit. But, you know, if you're in a church that's got a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, uh, plus a Sunday school type schedule, that's, that's my kind of church. And if you're in that kind of church, then you are going to get, I guess, that'd be four Meals, could we say, four spiritual meals, four sermons from the Bible, and if you've got a a good teacher, a good preacher there, you're going to have four meals a week spiritually. Now, let me ask you this. How many of you like to eat? You like to eat? Man, I went to the Western North Carolina Fair over by the Asheville Airport the other day, and... One good thing about the fair is the fair food. You know, I, I, I good, I, I guess it's relative what you mean by good. Obviously not good for you. There's no like smoothie bar or salad stand at the fair, but good as in it tastes good at the time. And so my kids are getting to the age, especially the older ones, where they really want to ride those rides. And it just so happens that I am leaving that age right now where I really want to ride the rides I'm content to watch them. And they said, Daddy, will you ride with me? Will you ride with me? And I was thinking about doing one or two, but I rode one last year. And after the first one, I was like, Yeah, I'm going to ride every ride. And it was not as I remembered it. I rode the first ride and I was all set with rides for the evening. And I made sure this time not to ride any rides, I was supportive. I made sure they were good. I stood there. I cheered them on. I cheer you on. I sang to them, but I did not ride any rides. And here was the big reason because I was not going to miss out on the fair food. And the fair food is something you don't eat. If you're feeling a little nauseated, it will make it worse. It's probably going to make you nauseated anyways, rides or not. But, man, I saw somebody walking around. I saw Italian sausage. I saw funnel cakes, which is, you know what that is. It's just deep fried sugar dough. And so, I mean, just it ticks the box. Everything that you're not supposed to have, that's right there. That's what it is. And dip it in syrup. (laughs) It's just butter. Okay, it could not be worse. But the thing that caught my eye was a ginormous Fred flintstone size turkey leg. And that was, man, I I didn't see a price. I walked up. I didn't see a price. I asked him how much it was. But honestly, whatever the price was, I was going to get me that turkey leg. And I gnawed on that thing like a caveman for about 25 minutes and then threw the carnage and the trash, wiped my mouth with my sleeve and said, another! No, I didn't. That was quite enough. The one turkey leg. (laughs) And that was... That was fantastic, and I like to eat, but you know what? When I got home about uh, so many hours later, not too many hours, I was back in the fridge again trying to find that late-night snack before bed because, you know, I like to eat. try not to eat too much, more than I need, but I like to eat, and I think you probably like to eat as well. Now, what if I decided as part of a new regimen I was going to eat, oh, four times per week? Now, do you think that I would be a strong, healthy man Or do you think I'd be a little shrimp of a dude? I'd probably be a little shrimp, probably be too skinny. I'd probably be, like I said, irritable. Yesterday, Jesus, if Jesus were in the flesh, I don't like to say Jesus were irritable, but I'm saying if I had not eaten in 40 days, I would be a little cranky. All right, you, my lunch is late. I'm a little cranky. So I just confess my faults to you here on the podcast but if I only ate four times a week, it would not be good. I wouldn't be productive. I couldn't work out. I wouldn't be able to think straight. It, it just wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be healthy for me at all. And you understand that. Well, the spiritual man, who you really are inside, your spirit that has been quickened by the Holy Spirit, that part of you that has eternal life, it is supposed to be growing. Growing. Now, how do you grow in your spiritual life? There's a lot of ways, but it's impossible outside of you spending time in the word of God yourself, you meditating upon the scripture. Job said in Job 23, 12, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than. Than my necessary food. He says, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. He's considered the word of God more, higher than, more important than Job's necessary food. Not his dessert or his fourth meal at the end of the day after his fair feast at the Western North Carolina Fair, but his necessary food. His food that if he doesn't get this, his physical body is going to starve. He esteemed the word of God and the nourishment that it was to his inner man, his spirit, more important than his food. Do you and I think that way? I, I'm convinced that there is no turning around this country, no revival in our churches, in our individuals, in our families, until we put the word of God in its rightful place in our lives, its rightful place of importance, of priority. You wouldn't ever consider going a whole day without eating, unless, you know, you were trying to, and you were fasting for a reason. And that takes a lot of discipline because your body, your physical body cries out for that food. It says, feed me, feed me. It, It tells you in the work meeting, it growls to you in the car. It, it screams at you from your stomach. You better feed me. So you've got to nourish your body. You feed your body. Well, your inner man, your spiritual man, it needs the word of God. And you might not notice it, but if you starve that spiritual man, that spiritual man gets weak, it gets ineffective, as in for handling, uh, as in handling temptation and so forth as it comes your way, as in discerning right and wrong, your appetite for the things of God, for godly people, for, for good men and women, for going to church, for prayer, for tithing, for telling other people about Jesus, when you starve your spiritual man, that inner man of the word of God, everything else suffers. You might be miserable today. You might be dealing with some kind of uh, uh, abiding, consistent depression. And I would say before you spend too much money on a lot of pills and counseling and so forth, although there may be a time for that, Eventually, I would say this, do the obvious first, get in the word of God, be faithful to the Lord again. It changes things and you don't really realize it at the time, but once you get back into the word of God and you get on that healthy diet for your spiritual man, it is unbelievable the difference. First Peter 2 2 says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. We're about to have our fourth baby here in two months. Actually, it's the 13th. No, it's the 14th. So about two months, two months from yesterday is the due date when we're going to have our baby. And I know this will be our fourth that those babies, when they're hungry, nothing else in the world matters to them or will pacify them until you give them their milk. (laughs) That's all you get. Their, their rattle doesn't matter. Their peekaboo game does not console them. You can put them in a little bouncer, a little thing that, that vibrates to distract them. You can put them under a mobile with the dangly things to keep them interested. You can hold them. You can uh, kind of bounce them up and down a little bit. and you Not shake them. I didn't say shake them, but you know, gently bounce them up. Oh, baby, you can go, oh, baby. You can sing to them all the things that they suggest you do, but if that baby is hungry, that baby will not be be happy or will not stop crying until they eat. And you need to desire the sincere milk of the word of God that exact same way. On the authority of scripture, that's exactly how you should crave the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 97. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. You say that craving is not there in me here's here's what I'm going to tell you and here's here's how to fix that develop discipline yourself develop a habit of getting in the Bible every day. Maybe set a timer, 10, 15, 20 minutes I'm going to spend in the Bible or a goal of maybe three chapters or whatever. I'm going to find something and I'm going to really think about it, meditate it, not just read it as a school assignment to check it off and get it done, but to really get something out of it, to really understand. Maybe if I hit something I don't understand, I'm going to study that out a little bit. I might ask somebody, I might look up a good reference, a dictionary, something. I'll try to figure out what I don't understand. And when you develop a habit of every day getting in the Bible, you will not be able to go a day without it, and then you will be able to tell the difference when you have neglected it. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Develop the habit of loving the Bible and esteeming the words of God, the word of God more than even your necessary food.